0: yo 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 what is up what is up youtube boxing family and youtube gaming family and everybody that loves sports and gaming on krod7435's channel platform welcome to the show uh i'll be having like my good old friend uh you know on the panel soon so um we'll get him on and uh you know we're gonna be talking some boxing we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Shakur Stevenson, and and uh, you know everything else that's going on uh, in the boxing world, and um, you know uh, we're just gonna chop it up, you know, and just uh, basically talk about everything that's going on in the state of boxing. Uh, everything's going well um, on my end, you know, nothing really new lately. Uh, can't can't really. You know, complain too much, but uh, yeah, man, boxing's been lit. I kind of wish uh, Clarissa Shields fought on September 10th already. I was already looking forward for that fight, but you know, with all that BS, you know, with uh, the queen dying, you know, in the UK and all that shit, you know, that was just you know uncalled for, and I found that shit to be like a major, you know, excuse just to say like, oh well, you know, the world has to like bow down to her death, like, like no, nah, dude, you know, sports should not be, you know, postponed for somebody else's death that doesn't, you know, require, you know, anybody's, like, you know, um, like, no condolences to be shut down, you know, for, like, you know, for, like, a nation's um, um, economic uh, 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 um, progression. But, um, yeah, either way, uh, I was definitely looking forward to it. Um, I was thinking it was going to be a pretty good fight. I was really looking forward to seeing Alicia, you know, show me show me if she is, you know, the truth or not. You know, with um like, you know, with um her fight of Michaela Mayer, like I like, you know, I um um I believe uh that Alicia uh, you know has, you know, the skills and abilities, you know, to beat her. But uh I think either way, um, you know, uh, like um that fight of its own will be a very good high stakes uh 50 matchup. So uh, but I'm definitely favoring Alicia, you know, defeating um, Michaela. But, yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Uh, can't wait for it. Um, a lot of good fights that will be on that card, all-female card. And I hope Clarissa, you know, she puts up the paws on Savannah Marshall. That's going to be really good. But, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Uh, we got uh, Shakur Stevenson missing weight. Uh, For the first time of his career. Um, See, now I don't understand why people are getting upset that Shakur missed weight because this is nothing new in any combat sport, Um, primarily in boxing or wrestling. uh, This is like the only thing that you'll ever see. Well, I'll even include, you know, MMA, but it's like in MMA, you understand that there's certain limitations of what you could do in a weight cut but i think that when you look at everything that's being put on the table you don't really know what's going to happen coming into your fight but in the sport of boxing and wrestling and mma every weight cut session is different depending on how much body fat and how much muscle your body has and um i think what the biggest problem with the sport of boxing is that when you weigh in day before there's no like actual monitoring of a fighter's weight coming into a fight because like you know this is like a bigger problem in female boxing am i honestly like like my honest like opinion uh compared to men's boxing but i think i think like you know either way like you know both genders you know still battle you know about the whole weight you know like you know rehydration issue where you know like uh for um amanda serrano's case you know um when she fought M- miriam gutierrez uh gutierrez uh, i believe she came in on weight if i'm not mistaken but she like rehydrated to like 160 so she gained like what almost like 25 pounds you know the day of that fight and uh i'm not so sure if boxing should try to interject like a same day weigh-in type of thing if that might help because that's what I used to do back in wrestling. And, um, I will say that's not fun and it's really, really risky. How your body's going to, you know, react coming into your fight or coming into, you know, um, your match. So I think that's why, you know, day before weigh-ins are probably a lot more safer. But the problem with that is that you don't know how much weight that your opponent's going to be rehydrating and what type of supplements or, or what type of, you know, resources that they use to get to get up to their weight class to be fully you know um um, rehydrated so i think i think either way it still plays like a major role in how much like you sacrifice that you put into your body to get down to a weight class that you're not so sure if you could actually make but either way like i don't you know i don't believe in like the whole principality or or, or i'll even just say like that uh, Hold on, like, I would even say that you know, like, it's just like a weird, you know, system that you know people have with cutting weight, you know, like, you know, depending on what you know their uh, you know capabilities are. Um, hold on, give me one second. Uh, hold on. Uh, did that work? hold on. Yeah, hold on. I'm just trying to get you know the your link. Uh. Yeah, let me put it in the comments. That might be better. Yeah, like I'm trying to send out like, the link out to you know brother D have, and then you know we'll get right up on the show. But yeah, man, um, I just think weight cutting either way, like there should be some form of a proper weight, you know, rehydration. Not like, you know, like, uh, not like a clause per se, but maybe weight cutting should just be more hand level, you know, with like a more proper, um, you know, uh, management, like, you know, behind it. So therefore, both fighters can be properly represented. Yeah, hold on. Give me one second. Uh, Give me one second, y'all. Yeah, hold up. Uh, give me a second.
1: I put, uh, hold on. I put the link in my YouTube.
0: work. Hold on. Uh, let me, yeah, yeah, let me try doing that. Um, I'll
1: just get this, um.
0: Give me one second yeah i don't I don't know like let go on what's you know going on right now, yeah, like I'm trying to give up the link, you know for like you know for you know people to join up on here, but I don't know what's going on per se 'cause you know it's acting weird, oh here we go, yep. The camera, the camera, the camera. Oh, yeah, do you have you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, can you hear me? Yep. Um, your voice is, like, a little bit low,
1: I think. Uh, okay. Well, I guess we'll do the best we can. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good. How's everything? Uh, it's fine. It's going. Uh, Yeah, man, it's been, you know, pretty stressful lately, but I uh, uh, can't really complain. Um... I guess as far as topics go, do you want to chime in on that Shakur situation?
1: Well, I mean, personally, a lot of people were upset about that situation, which I don't know why. The reality is is that he is just coming into his own stardom. Uh, He's recently been making money. He proposed to a chick and got her pregnant, so naturally that's going to bring weight gain. The reality is he became undisciplined because I don't want to hear any of this shit talking about, oh, he was going to go to 135 or whatever, whatever. No, he wasn't going to do that just yet. He was going to sweep up 130. He was talking about unifying with Joe Cordina and all kinds of other stuff. So people are just – people are just. I don't know why people are making excuses for him. He wasn't going to go to 135 this quickly, especially with the belts, you know, with, with with all Devin Haney's got going on. so, But, you know, whatever. People are doing whatever, making all kinds of bullshit excuses, believing whatever he says, and that's fine. But, you know, it just wasn't part of the plan. But he knew this fight that he was not going to make weight and just said, fuck it, because he doesn't want to fight anyone else at 130, and that's okay, too. But that's the reality of the situation. He didn't plan on moving up this early. He just realized that he was going to miss weight and be stripped, and he didn't want to be fucking embarrassed. And have to be in a situation where you would have to win the belts back like David Benavidez.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like, it's funny that you say that because David Benavidez wanted to get his belts back, but the WBC didn't want to give him the opportunity to go for his titles. So, yeah,
1: because you know, it's, easy, playing- it's, 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 it's easy to just say, oh, I was going to drop the titles anyway, as opposed to just, oh, I'm not professional, I'm undisciplined. It's it, it, like, Cause see cause if Shakur was gonna stay in the weight class that's what he'd have to do. He'd have to own not being professional. But this way he can just say, eh, I was gonna go up and wait anyway.
0: Yeah, like pretty much my take is is that you know if you could not make 130 that just drop the belts and, and just you know fight somebody at 135 or just own up to your mistakes and just say look You know, I thought that I had everything, you know, under control, but unfortunately things just didn't go my way. So naturally, you know, you just outgrew, you know, 130. But I think Shakur Stevenson understands that, you know, you can't be doing that at a world title level because people will now look at you as a, like, you know, like people, people will look at you as a target to try to race beat you. So. Um, They're going to try to, like, use, like, you know, other fighters that miss weight to say, oh, well, Shakur's you know, just like this guy. You know, he's not disciplined, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's out there eating candies and doing some weird stuff, right?
1: I mean, I mean, I mean, I I get it, you know, but he's talking shit about outgrowing the class and the dude he's fighting is almost 10 years older than him. So it's like, just stop, like, stop it. Yeah, Concazio. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking thirty-two. I, don't, I ain't trying to hear that bullshit. Like fucking Devin Haney has been complaining about making one thirty-five for like two, three years now. But guess what? Hasn't missed weight once.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So you know, I I ain't trying to hear it. And and also when he when he do come up to one thirty-five, I ain't trying to fucking. I don't want him on no Terence Crawford. Diet of opponents. I need a level smoke off top. Like, I, I'm, like I'm Pitbull, tired.
0: Edwin de los Santos.
1: <laughs> no, I mean fucking Lomachenko, Devin Haney, Tank. Those people. Like the the tippy Because yeah. I'm I'm tired of hearing that he beats everybody. Yeah, he needs his,
0: a, and he's And a song.
1: And, his, and his best opponent is fucking Oscar Valdez. I'm tired of hearing about it. I I'm exhausted. Because because what they're trying to do is they're trying to turn Shakur into the new Terence Crawford, and I hate it. It makes me fucking sick.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I was like, you know, listening in on a kind of local show about that, and you know, everybody, everybody's trying to speculate to say that he's gonna move up and probably fight Devin Haney. But the thing is, is that Devin, he he literally said like, after Cambosos, he wants either Loma or Tanks. So my only concern is like what if Shakur tries to come into that mix and say, well, you know, let me try to, you know, fight Devin, knowing that, you know, they're both on top rank. And if uh, Lomachenko doesn't want to fight Devin or Tank doesn't want to fight Devin, uh, which I don't think either of them would want to take, you know, take on Devin. um, I think, I think maybe Shakur might, you know, um, come into that situation.
1: Well, my recommendation is that they just feed Lomachenko to Shakur because Lomachenko don't deserve shit, no way, and then have Shakur v. Devin for undisputed as Devin Haney's last fight, and then we could all move on with our lives and get that question answered. But the reality is, is Lomachenko's bitch ass. I already know what Shakur did to him at sparring, and he's not gonna want to chance up another, uh, pass up another opportunity for some belts because he's gonna retire pretty soon. Cause he there's not that m- there's not that many more people that he can actually whoop on at 135 that he hasn't already ran through already. So, you know. So he's, he's, he's trying to do that. So that's basically what he's going to do. Lomachenko's going to fight Haney. He, he's going to fight him. That, that, <laughs> that, 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 that weak son of a bitch. He, 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 ducked, he ducked his ass off this entire time. And now that this is his last shot at something major, he's going to fight him. He's going to bite the bullet and fight him. Because at least with Devin Haney, he feels like he might have a chance. Shakur, he he might actually get knocked the fuck out. So, you know, yeah, no, he, he's, he's not going to do so anything. Shakur, Shakur.
0: Shakur might get knocked out by Tank?
1: No, I'm saying that... Shakur might fuck around and knock Loma out.
0: Oh yeah, 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 definitely.
1: Yeah, because Loma yeah. Loma's is a pressure fighter. All he's gonna do is run into a punch. So he knows that Devin <laughs> Haney, he knows that Devin Haney is probably the more winnable fight. And 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 Lomachenko doesn't even want to fight Tank anymore. Tank at this point his career knocked Loma the fuck out. I don't even. I, I really yeah,
0: Gervonta he's just like evolved into like a very dangerous you know style matchup
1: for Lomachenko. Yeah, and I think Tank will be Shakur too. So you know. That's just me, though.
0: Yeah, cause now that I look at Shakur, I'm really thinking like if Shakur is trying to act like Terrence Crawford now, or he's just that type of guy who's trying to imitate like a Floyd Mayweather type of personality. But it's like, you know, like it's not like a finished product because it's like, you know, Shakur, you know, like you know he's trying to like believe that he's gonna beat all these guys, but it's like, okay, well. If that's not the case, then why not go after all the big fish right now and stop, you know, staying at a division that's not going to make you notable?
1: Well, my thing is, you can do that, or you could just run over everybody down there, become undisputed, and then move up, and then you'll be exactly like Terrence Crawford. But, you know, like I said, he, he, you know, he he got, I, I don't know if they're married yet, but he got a woman, got her pregnant, got that undisciplined, you know, weight. And now he's like, "Oh well, I'm just gonna move up and wait because I clearly can't make the weight." It's like, bro, you were 1.6 pounds off. Your lazy ass couldn't make the weight. You just fucked up. It's okay. Just, <laughs> just, 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 just admit it. Like, stop acting like a fucking. Stop acting like a woman and just making all these excuses. Like, just admit it. You, you miss weight. It's okay. Move on.
0: Yeah, but it's like Shakur doesn't want to act like he wasn't in you know the wrong, but it's like. You know, you had all this time heading into this camp, and uh, like, like pretty much like uh, what got me really upset was that he said this was uh, the best camp that 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 he's ever had. But if this was your best camp, then why were you making up all these weird accusations to say like, oh well, you know, after this fight, you know, I like you know, I want to, you know, go up to one thirty five and challenge all you know all the big names, but it's like. You know, like, to me, like, it makes me think, like, he was, you know, overlooking, you know, um, like, you know, Concesio, and he wasn't really putting all of his focus into Concesio before looking at 135.
1: You know, personally, I hope he is overlooking Concesio, because Concesio is a very, you know, he's an Olympic. Yeah, he's a
0: very difficult matchup.
1: (laughs) Well, he's an Olympic gold medalist. Um, he can't punch, but he throws a lot of punches. He's very quick. He can take a decent amount of punishment. And in my opinion, he beat Valdez. I mean, honestly, the only thing that Cansecial doesn't have, that he doesn't have going for him is the fact that he's orthodox. If Cansecial was a southpaw, I'm like, he would have. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Shakur, I don't know what it is about everybody that's around Terrence Crawford, but for some reason they can't coach against southpaws, even though those motherfuckers are southpaws. Like, Terrence Crawford is a Southpaw in denial. Uh, James Herring is a fucking Southpaw. He's got his ass beat by three Southpaws. And the one in that, <laughs> lo- and, and, and that famous loss that Shakur has in the Olympics was against Robesi Ramirez.
0: Yeah, Robesi Ramirez.
1: Yeah, who is a Southpaw. So if Cansecio was a Southpaw, shit, I might actually... Dude, shit, that's I'm-
0: why... Honestly, that's why that I say Southpaw is just, you know, run boxing, because... You know, if you just look at the pattern, almost every fighter that's so good at fighting southpaw, nine times out of ten, a southpaw doesn't want to fight another southpaw, you know, which is very respectable because if you don't fight a lot of southpaws in your career, but once you come up to the highest level level and you start facing like really dangerous level opposition names in the southpaw stance, those are very difficult fights to try to win because, that southpaw understands how you move they understand how you read they understand how you you know plant you know like your punches down so it's like you know imagine that of you knowing everything of what you do now but it's like that person you know thinks just as good as you and you have more pressure on your hands because you don't know how, like you don't know how to counter those same abilities that you're good at right
1: well, uh, the reality is, is that even southpaws need southpaw fighting experience because southpaws are just rare. Most people are not southpaws because it doesn't feel right. So when you are a southpaw, you do need experience fighting southpaws. And if you don't have requisite experience fi- uh, fighting southpaws, you're going to struggle like an orthodox fighter because you have to change up where you normally throw your shots. That's why that's a, that's one that's another reason why Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence Jr. is a closer fight than a lot of people think because. How many southpaws, genuine southpaws, has Terence Crawford really fought? I don't, I don't like, I can't. Not think that of many. Any. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But usually, when he's fighting an orthodox fighter, he just turns southpaw and gets all the advantages. But with Errol Spence Jr., that's not going to happen. Errol Spence Jr. has spent most of his career fighting orthodox fighters, and you know, I don't know how many southpaws he's fought either. So it's just going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, that.
0: that's true. That's very true. Like, I never thought of it like that.
1: Yeah, that's the truth. Most most, yeah. people, most people assume that because you're a southpaw, you know how to fight a southpaw. That's not true. The, no. the, the, one, the one benefit of being a southpaw is that most other fighters are orthodox. So you learn how to hit them, and they don't know how to hit you.
0: Yeah, but it's yeah. like, you know, think about it with, you know, Jaron Ennis. Like, you know, geron Ennis, in my opinion, he's a southpaw, but he's like a very... Unorthodox switch hitting southpaw, so it's like no, that's Ed- almost in like the like you know but like the Marvin Hagler you know school you know of uh, fighting right.
1: No, Marvin Hagler was he's Marvin Hagler is a righty, but he got turned southpaw by his coach because he preferred to punch harder with his jab hand. Geron Ennis is an orthodox fighter that can legitimately fight both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, because like I've seen I've seen Geron Ennis's, you know amateur clips and. Most of his fights have portrayed him fighting Southpaw. So, I mean, does he just think that fighting Southpaw is just his natural skill, or does he just go back to Orthodox, you know, whenever he feels like
1: it? When the amateurs, again, and that's probably something he learned from the amateurs because most people are Orthodox. So he thought that being a Southpaw would uh, give him an advantage. And for a while it did, but until he ran up against, Gary Antron Russell, who's a natural southpaw, (laughs) and and he got his ass beat.
0: Yep, he got beat up.
1: (laughs) That's why as a professional, he only switches southpaw when he sees an advantage and remains orthodox, because that's how he knows how to actually fight. Yeah, And and again, that's what's going to make Errol Spence Jr. versus Terrence Crawford interesting, because Terrence Crawford is a southpaw in denial, whereas Errol Spence is an actual southpaw, and he only fights that way
0: yeah um he basically only fights like one way yeah,
1: yeah it's better to it's better to master one thing than master than it's better to master one thing than master no things
0: yeah um as far as like Shakur's you know fight with consecio how do you like you know how do you see this fight going down
1: I mean shit it's boxing, so anything can happen. But I think Shakur is going to get a decision. Uh, how wide it is is up to him and how he fights. But I hope I hope Cial doesn't come to lay down. I hope Canase comes in with his best efforts, gets inside, throws as many punches as humanly possible, and, you know, tries to break through that defense. Because the good thing, you know, one of the liabilities about Shakur and Errol Spencer Jr., because they both fight similar, is they fight in a very rhythmic pattern. But the thing about rhythm is that rhythm can be timed. Because if you watch Shakur and Arrow Spence fight, they throw the same punches, starting with and ending with the jab, and then they throw the same combinations, mixing up the head and bottom. If you can time that and prioritize your overhand rights, you know, blocking the jab lane, and pressing them against the ropes to get your punches off, you can make things happen. So I hope Kensei shall comes, and he brings all his anger and frustration to make this an interesting fight, but I think Shakur's still going to get it.
0: Yeah, I... I agree with that. I think, I think Consecio he's going to come to fight and I think he's actually going to surprise, you know, Shakur with some good shots, but, it, but if Shakur, you know, comes into that fight, very, you know, hyper-focused and he has like a chip on his shoulder. I think, I think Shakur is going to give a decision, but like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think Concesio, he might, he might have the ability to, you know, to hurt him because, you know, from the, like, you know, from the physical standpoint, he looks way bigger than Shakur. I don't know if you can like agree with that.
1: Yeah, no, I believe he has the height and reach advantage, but it's all gonna come. In, it's all gonna come. Uh, it's all gonna come into a situation of where if he can land the punches, because you can't just punch Shakur. He's not gonna let you do all that. So he has to be in a position where he's actually effective in scoring points. Because the worst case scenario is he goes out there guns blazing, trying to do something for the first five rounds, he gets tired. And Shakur just starts beating his ass for the rest of the fight. Then just then he might even get stopped. So you know.
0: Yeah, Uh, because I'm not super duper high on you know Kensecio because I um I actually thought he lost you know one of his previous fights against that Louis Coria you know guy. That. Oh, you you thought he lost that? Yeah, because he got dropped like like you know uh, multiple times right in that fight and. um, you know, he just looked very, you know, uh, disgruntled in that fight because, you know, Louie, he's like a really big puncher, but he's not like the biggest puncher, you know, out of all punchers, you know, at 130. But, you know, that fight just made me think of Consecio being very vulnerable to a lot of heavy shots, especially people that give him pressure.
1: Well, hmm. shit, maybe he took that learning experience and used that on Valdez because he handled him pretty easily.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's gotten way better from that fight in particular. But uh, I think with the Shakur Stevenson fight, he's not going to come in really like super duper crazy. But I think, you know, the fight is going to be a a lot more closer than for what people try to, you know, expect it to be. And I mean, if Conceição makes this fight very close to the point where he could potentially win, that's going to be very shocking because it's going to make me think that Shakur... He's not either, you know, uh, the fighter that people try to make him out to be where people try to say, you know, he's like this next, you know, Floyd Mayweather, you know, type fighter, like, uh, to which I don't think he is. But either way, like, if you lose to a guy like Concesio, does that mean your career is tainted or does that mean that you just need to slow down? Uh,
1: mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean your career is not tainted A loss of the loss, but uh, to start off from the beginning, Kensecial cannot box Shakur Stevenson. I, I, I can't stand whenever people see that someone is clearly a superior boxer and then they try to they try to do what they do best, and it's like no, you need to do the opposite of that. You need to go in trying to punch him and pressure him to where his his boxing skill can't work. You know, because boxers they rely on a lot of um they rely on, like traditional boxing purists rely on a lot of textbook moves. So in order to have any sort of advantage, you have to get the textbook away from them and go in buck wild, i.e. Cesar Chavez Sr., you know? Yep. But if, if if he were to lose, it would not taint his career. He lost to an Olympic gold medalist who beat his best win, so it wouldn't taint his career. But if he does lose, I'm going to be talking shit. I'm, 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 I'm going to be like, y'all need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> on who y'all hype up? Uh, no, bro, because I, I get so
0: tired. Like, hyping this.
1: <laughs> I understand that ESPN has people in a chokehold because that's how a lot of people get their sports news. But those motherfuckers have an agenda, okay? And I'm I'm fucking tired of all these people coming out of fucking ESPN talking about oh they fucking wash everybody ever and then they haven't fought shit. But like, look what look at look at what they're saying about Keyshawn. Keyshawn has five fucking fights and they're already like, oh my god, he could smoke. Oh look there. at his win-loss,
0: you know, record ratio. Yeah, that's
1: another. <laughs> Man, fuck up. Don't nobody care about that bullshit. He has five fucking fights. He ain't shit. He he, he ain't shit and we don't know if he's gonna be shit. But stop stop talking about him by, like he annihilates everybody based off of five fights. And if that and if you really feel that way, then match him up with Devin Henry right the fuck now and see what happens. If he wins, I'll shut up forever. But if he gets fucking embarrassed, I don't want to hear from y'all no more.
0: Man, I want to see Keyshawn get beat up by Isaac P, Isaac Pitbull Cruz and that Mexican kid that I like. Um, he's this uh, Californian fighter. I think his name is... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I like to see him in Murataya, but uh, there's this other guy that a lot of people don't know too much about his name is um um ernesto tito mercado uh that's that you know guy that's you know like what you know eight and oh right Mm. or or i think he's seven and oh but um he fights at lightweight he's been calling out Keyshawn davis for quite a while uh they know each other from the amateurs
1: yeah like you know like I, i i'm not saying I'm not saying that Shakur and Keyshawn are not everything that people are saying. All I'm saying is I would like to see it. Okay? Like 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 people like people are people are still talking shit about Devin Haney now and he's the undisputed lightweight king talking about he needs to prove himself. But 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 fucking Keyshawn and, 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 and Shakur don't? What are we talking about? What are we talking about?
0: Yeah, but it's like this is where i let the promotional politics play let the really big role because it's like they say that top ranked fighters are are such good fighters but it's like when they get tested by like people that are high level that are not on their side of the street then that clearly shows that they're not like the best fighters because if espn are ranking these fighters to be like high stakes you know level fighters where they're gonna just take over multiple divisions and, and become world beaters, then you know, um, like you said, like these guys should be matched up tough, you know, they shouldn't be matched up with, you know, low level, like, you know, um, opposition. And I've been to like two top rank fights uh, before. And to my honest opinion, I think the level of matchmaking is absolutely garbage. I don't know if you can like agree, but it's like, when you go to like a top rank fight, you know, like you're not really seeing good competition go up against, um each other you know like it's usually you know like a fight where you go see you know like a good fighter that you like but it seems like in my opinion that top rank is selling a unfinished product to make them seem like that they're going to be the next big thing but they're not really being tested to be at that you know high level
1: i mean at the beginning of everyone's career the matchmaking is favorable to the fighter Especially if they have above average talent. And that's fine. But after a point where it starts to get, you know, 15 and 0, 12 and 0, 20 and 0, whatever, whatever, like they need to go ahead and start putting them in some situations where we could actually see what's what. And another thing is that top rank only goes out of their way to make fights in which they're confident that, especially when it comes to their champions, in which they're confident that the belts are going to stay in house. So you notice how with certain fights being made the politics don't matter but then other times the politics do matter. So it, it, it like like well, let me get some good examples yeah. here. Um I'm trying to think like like for example when Jose Pedraza went from PBC to Top Rank that wasn't an issue. Right? Yeah. Like so you know like they only make they only make they only like it. Only gets political when it comes for certain fighters, like oh, for Devin Haney, we need him. We need him to be signed for this shit. But like, uh but um, hmm, I'm trying to think of what other fighters that they had. Oh, like Super Matias. Super Matias went from top rank to PBC. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: Superio Superio Matias. Uh, I thought, I thought he was always you know PBC.
1: No, he 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 killed Dadashev on top rank. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yep. So, um. He did that. Yep.
1: Yeah. So you know they only they only make they only they only care about making fights when you know it's advantageous. Like they were trying to say that oh, uh, it wasn't because Devin Haney wasn't. Well, actually, yeah, they said it was because Devin Haney signed to the wrong promoter. <laughs> and, you know, why he why he couldn't get the Lomachenko fight. And I'm like, okay, so there should be no excuse why he shouldn't get it now then. You know? And and, and even then, they were talking about potentially making fights with Shakur and Joe Cordina. And Joe Cordina is on, is on fucking zone. You know yeah,
0: saying? he's on Matrim. And,
1: yeah, he's on Matrim. So, yeah, so they have no issue making fights in which they think that, you know, their person is most likely going to, you know, reign supreme. Like, look at Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury just fought fucking Dillian White.
0: Yeah, Dillian, Dillian White—he's
1: a matrim guy. Yeah, Dillian White ain't no top rank, but because Tyson Fury watches him, so that's easy. Just like they were talking about making Tyson Fury versus AJ, they have—they have no problem making fights in which they think their guy is gonna win. And 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 don't and don't tell me it's a, its not. Don't tell me it's about money, because Tank will be the highest payday for any of their fucking lightweights, and they ain't letting nobody fight Tank because Tank will fucking destroy them. Yeah so you know i i just get tired i get i get tired of, of all this all this lame shit they have no problem having a relationship with fucking Matchroom, but when it comes to pvc or certain fighters on Matchroom, it's an issue like dillian white didn't have to join top rank to get a Tyson Fury title shot yeah yeah but i just hate it where home.
0: i just hate it where people say that pvc fighters are only limited to fight their own stable mates in the fighting stable but that's not true because pbc is not a limited you know stable of fighters that just fight one another they fight people from like all over you know but the world where you know if al Heyman sees like a good interest in you he's gonna call you up and be like hey look you know we could work with you and if you are world title level then guess what we're gonna put you up in there look at tim zoo you know he got matched up, you know, with uh, Terrell Gache, but he could have been matched up with Jason Rosario, Erickson Lubin. He could have been matched up with anybody, you know, else at you know, but the 154-pound division. But it's like to put him up with Terrell Gache, like that just clearly shows that, you know, PBC they don't care where your, you know, where your promotional stable is. You know, if Al Heyman wants to put you in the mix with all the guys, then. He's gonna make those fights happen, and like, um
1: they, like they sent oh. they they sent Andy Ruiz, they sent Andy Ruiz to be sacrificed to AJ, and that shit went backwards. They sent <laughs> they they sent multiple fighters to lose to Terence Crawford. They had no problem fighting PBC fighters. Then that's because they knew Terence Crawford will wash their ass. Yes. Yeah. So, so you know, and then uh, fucking oh no, and then. You know, like, Lamont Roach, he was on top rank, and then he went to match room. Uh Okay, so not Lamont Roach. But, yeah, there have been multiple situations where PBC, like, they sent Wilder to fight Fury. So there have been multiple situations in which PBC has sent fighters to both top rank and fucking match room. But, like, it hasn't, this shit hasn't been reciprocated. Like, look at, um, what's his name? um,
0: um I was also going to say, take a look at Joseph Licadorno. He, you know, he went from top rank to PBC, and, well... I'm not. I'm not sure if he signed with them, but you know, he just fought on that Showbox card, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, look at um, what's his name? Look at Hector Garcia versus uh Roger Gutierrez. Roger Gutierrez won his yeah. prize on yep. on Matrim.
0: Yeah, Roger Gutierrez. He's on Matrim. So. Yeah, so
1: all the all the promotional BS is just is just some bullshit. That people make up is an excuse because if you really want to make a fight and you really want to make money all two fighters gotta say is I'm not fighting nobody else if I fight this person and then they'll find a way to get the deal done it's just like it's just like what people say Wilder and AJ didn't get made oh but Wilder and Fury can get I mean but fucking AJ and Fury could get made get the fuck out of here man <laughs> like it's just like get, I get tired of people hiding behind that fucking garbage it's just assholes wanting to make money and wanting to make sure that titles stay in their little company. Yeah. Yeah, But it's just
0: sad because, because it's like, you know, if like, you know, real, you know, hardcore boxing fans want to see the best fights, but the casuals don't want to see the best fights. And there needs to be like a massive divide between the hardcores and the casuals and fighters who want to get paid to actually fight the best, they should be given their flowers for their hardworking, you know, success. And I think like, you know, um, I don't know if it should be like a thing, but maybe like, you know, boxers should start, you know, creating some form of like their own, um, how should I say? Like, like, I don't know. Like, I think, I think like, like, like sooner than later when matchmaking and boxing does, you know, end up, Getting a little bit easier to make fights. I think boxers should have fights made through the fans and not leave it to a promoter. Because, like, you know, obviously I'm in favor of seeing boxing being revolutionized around like a universal type of league system. But I think, like, you know, even if we want to still have like free agency matchmaking, like, there needs to be like a certain level where. The matchmaking needs to be you know high level matchmaking but it's like you know like it's like developmental you know matchmaking kind of like what pvc does but just amp it up little by little and it's like that should be all like demanded by the fans i don't i don't know if that's like a good idea or not
1: well i mean we've already talked about that the reason why promoters exist is simply because of money in order to incentivize people to box at a high level because of the risk involved, there has to be a high reward also involved or else the best people won't do it. People do the things that they're best at and want to become the best at something because there's going to be a payoff at the end of the rainbow. Most regular people aren't going to collectively crowdfund lots of big fights. Like Mayweather couldn't have made hundreds of gajillions of dollars if you know there wasn't a promoter there with the initial startup cost. You could have made a decent amount of coin but most people aren't going to just crowdfund boxing like that especially now that streaming platforms are more available and as the economy gets more difficult you know people aren't going to pay for boxing like they used to that's that's going to be in decline so uh, that's why promoters are still necessary but the reality is it's up to the individual boxers who want to take on the challenges and it's difficult because when you have people like canelo when you have people like Hyman munguia when you have people like tank getting all this money fighting low-risk fights in a sport where you could die other people see that and they're like shit i want that if he's not fighting the best i shouldn't have to fight the best That's shit, what-
0: fucking youtubers are now getting paid big money just having those creator you know creator you know influencer battles right
1: yeah, <laughs> precisely and, and then <laughs> And, and in fact, <laughs> and in fact, that's one of the things that Tank even said. Tank said that, "Well, they're saying I'm not fighting anybody, but they're not fighting anybody either." So that's that's the logic that Tank uses. Tank is like, "I can... I, yeah, I'm you fight
0: as a bum, I
1: fight as a bum. <laughs> right. Even even though he wasn't really correct on that, and like you know, and and, and the only and you know, and the unfortunate reality is is that uh, because a lot of boxers, you know, come from poverty. It's hard to get, you know, legitimately good fights. Like that's why Deontay Wilder and Devin Haney are always pushing for the best fights because at this point in their careers they're both used to having money. They're 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 already used to having money, so they don't so they just fight because they love it and they want to build legacy as fighters. That's why they're always ready to fight the best. Whereas people like Tank that come from like complete abject poverty, like it's all exclusively about money. Yeah. You know? So he doesn't really care. He doesn't really care if he fights the best or if his legacy is good. He's just about not being poor anymore. He 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 spent too much time around fucking Mayweather and Broner, to where all they care about is getting money and getting hoes and all that stuff. Yeah, that's just
0: (laughs) just,
1: no. It it is what it is. It's it's just about being a celebrity. Whereas Devin Haney. Celebrity. (laughs) Yeah, whereas Devin Haney and Wilder, they're already used to having so much money. It's just about fighting. It's, it's just about fighting, and that's why they're always ready to fight whoever, whenever, while everybody else got to think about some shit. Oh, uh, it got to make sense. Uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, and, and, it's, and it's the same with Jerron Ennis. Like, Jerron Ennis, he hasn't done anything but fight. His father fought. All his brothers fought. He literally doesn't know any other lifestyle but fighting. That's why he fights. Now, the money, like, he's already made, like, over a million dollars in his his career thus far so the money is obviously an incentive but that's just he's programmed to only fight that's all he does you know yeah i can i can i can see
0: that uh but but it's like you can tell how like a fighter moves just by like what they do outside of the ring so it's like you know you know like walder and Devin, like they most likely listen to us because it's like they understand like what we want out of them But it's like with Gervonta and Terrence Crawford, like they obviously don't care what, you know, what we think because it's like they don't want to give us, you know, what we pay for. And it's like, you know, that's like a lot of money being invested into their careers. And it's like they don't understand that, you know, we can pull the plug on them at any given second. But it's like I'm just curious of like why aren't they going more downhill compared to, you know, Devin and deontay walter like they should be glorified more at this point
1: well um well i mean people have their reasons but i think the reality is, is that a lot of people especially stands like people who stand fighters they see wilder and devon Haney as threats to their favorites like that's that's like that's like when wilder was talking about fighting music people got concerned it's like yeah There's a realistic possibility he'll knock Usyk the fuck out. Usyk is not... Usyk is not 6'9", 300 pounds and on a bunch of steroids. So, that same right hand that dropped Fury multiple times, it'll most likely knock Usyk the fuck out. So, you know, that is what it is. And it's the same with Devin Haney. People are concerned that Devin Haney might beat Tank. People are concerned that Devin Haney might beat Steve. That he might go to 140 and beat up Josh Taylor. So, it's like, I better just talk shit about him so I can you know say the fights aren't going to get made it's just it's like what they did to Jamal charlo at 160. oh uh, because i don't want him to fight canelo so i'll just talk shit say he doesn't deserve it it's the, it's the same thing
0: yeah speaking of canelo how do you think about you know canelo and triple g <laughs> yeah,
1: that shit was whack like the fight was trash like and 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 i wish i wish i would have known that canelo i guess injures left hand but what's stupid is that he spent the entire fight trying to land left hooks so I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it was boring. Canelo didn't press the action. He was in there fighting like he was, you know, fighting a fresh Triple G. Triple G looked every bit of 40. So I don't really care what the fuck those two dudes do with their yeah. lives. But, I mean, Triple G, if he's talking shit like he's going to keep fighting, he needs to come back and fight Jamal Charlo and get the ass whooping that he's old.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought of that fight to be an absolute robbery. Just simply, you know, for the amount of money that they made, and just like the poor performances that they both had, like it felt like two old, you know, retired, you know, men just going at it.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, they didn't—they robbed his own. Like Eddie Hearn is consistently losing money, so I don't—I don't care. That's why he just had to get a bailout from a billionaire because he's bad at managing the company. He thinks like, like you. Yeah he's just he just guaranteeing them too much money it's like why are you guaranteeing dudes a hundred million dollars for what they've already fought twice <laughs> and then in and then you like every and then what's worse is that the dude that he's fighting is 40 years old and and, and, and the betting odds ain't gonna be if people expect him to win so it's just like i hope they go under
0: yeah um, I just figured I'd get like your take on it because I was just like laughing, that like you know about that Dan Raphael tweet that uh, somebody had showed to me um, through word of mouth. Um, he said that the pay-per-view numbers for Canelo and Triple G were horrible. They were at like what, like five hundred thousand buys? To which I found that so hard to believe.
1: I, I didn't even. Read that stupid shit because I don't, I don't even, cause I don't even care. I don't even care what the numbers did. I'm pretty sure that whatever they paid those two bozos didn't, it wasn't covered on the back end, so they probably lost money. But I didn't buy it, so I don't give a fuck. I, like, I, I don't, I, I literally don't even care. Like, yeah, until, until those dudes are fighting somebody that I'm actually interested in them fighting, I'm not gonna give a shit about either one of them. Shit. And, you know, Canelo's talking shit about rest. I'm like, motherfucker, you just fought an old man that you already beat that was rest. What the hell you think this was?
0: Um how do you how do you see the you know the next steps for one sixty eight to, to, to progress? Do you do you think Canelo, you know, is gonna go through like a Josh Taylor type of thing where, you know, he's gonna end up vacating if he doesn't wanna fight his mandatories? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that depends if they actually force him to fight a mandatory because you know how that bullshit works. Sanctioning bodies just make up rules on the spot. But I mean, people are talking about him holding up the division for like another year and a half or two, and then coming back and fighting John Ryder. And I'm just like, man, I, I'm like, bro, just just get the fuck on. Like, I, yeah, I'm
0: just yeah, just <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like fucking
1: leave, man. Yeah, he just you just hold up the division for nothing like this. No. Yeah, it's, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, because at this point, Canelo like, you know, if he's gonna go on like another European tour, at this point, it's like it's just pretty much you know done.
1: Well, my thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna go on a European tour, might um, better be
0: Oh yeah. But way better beer if he's not European, you know, he he's is. basically Chechnyan. Yeah.
1: Okay, Central Asian. Close enough.
0: <laughs> hey, we man, know. he's like a Middle Eastern.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, fight better beer. He's, he's basically white. Um, he lives white? In Canada. Yeah, well, he's white Arab? He's basically white. He lives in Canada. Uh, he's undefeated. He's a champion. These are all things that Canelo usually goes for. So go ahead he's a white undefeated champion go ahead and fight him because you know since you were talking shit because you don't want to rematch Bibble. you I fucking you don't want to fight benavidez you don't want to fight charlo and you know and i don't know if the rematch of Bibble's going to take place at 168 but people's fighting zerto or whatever so fuck it. go ahead and fight better be if, if, if that's if that's how you feel
0: um how do you see that between Bibble and uh zerto
1: Ah, Bivol Bivel be Zerto. Zerto's not good. Yeah, I
0: think I think Bivol will stop him.
1: Yeah, I think I think if Zerdo comes doing all that ridiculous dumb shit he normally does and try to press Bivol and force Bivol to take it up a notch, he'll get himself knocked out. But yeah, Zerdo is not good. I don't know why people assume that Zerto is like this uber master because he's 46 and oh He's fought trash. His whole fucking career is trash.
0: Yeah, cause I have, like a bunch of like weird, you know, like like you know, racist, you know, Mexican Zerto fans trying to tell me that Zerdo would beat Biville and Biville doesn't have like enough power to hurt him. But it's like, when have we seen Zerdo hurt anybody like Biville? Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him in there with like a pure boxer puncher.
1: But they, but the thing is, they just finished saying that dumb shit about Canelo because because Biville hadn't got his, like his last six fights all at the distance. People said that he wasn't gonna beat Canelo, we saw that shit turned out. Yeah, Zerdo, Zerto is just a big southpaw, and he's not even a good southpaw. He's gonna get yeah.
0: He's not a decorated southpaw. Yeah, he's gonna get beat up. Yeah, you know he's like a very uneducated southpaw.
1: Yeah, you know I mean shit. He almost he almost got smoked by fucking like one of the last dudes he fought was that Cuban U N L Gonzalez.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was just about to say that. But on top of that, if you look at the fight previous, you know, to that, he was getting cooked, you know, on like you know, um um in that fight too. Yeah,
1: so I, yeah, I don't know why people are like, I mean, Zerto beating Canelo is more realistic than him beating that. Beat yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think
0: I I just think at this point like a lot of these garbage fighters need to be taken out. Because now, uh, I don't know if you heard through about the news in the welterweight division, but I believe uh, Virgil Ortiz is, is now going to fight a Monta next.
1: Mm, I don't know if that's real. That smells like bullshit to me. Oh, really? Yeah, because why would he? What the fuck? you telling me you, you would rather fight fucking Stagnonis for a regular than fight Spencer Crawford for an actual title because there's a very realistic possibility that Stanniones will beat his ass.
0: Yeah, because if he does that and Stanniones knocks him smooth the hell out, I'm gonna be laughing like my butt
1: off. Like don't, <laughs> don't like don't get me wrong. I'm I guess I'm favoring Virgil, but Stanniones is not a hoe. Like that fight is most more than likely. I mean, I don't know. Dude, Stan
0: gonna... Yonis, he's a dog, bro.
1: Yeah, like Stanniones,
0: he's a dragon mixed with a dog. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like it, it makes it literally makes no sense for them to take an extreme, and especially I especially don't believe it because they didn't want to fight David Avenue
0: Dude, that's another. bit Honestly, I won't be surprised if David Avenizia ends up facing um, probably Cody Crowley because that's probably gonna be like the next step, or maybe Keith Thurman. I'm not. I'm not too sure because like, like nah, I don't. I, mean- I don't think
1: nobody's gonna. Thurman will knock out an fuck out. I don't think he's going to do all
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, But yeah. I'm just like curious of like what's going to happen, you know, in the welterweight division because obviously you know, you know, without the whole, you know, you know, Spence and Crawford stuff not being like fully you know, finalized. It's like you know, I just feel like at this point, you know, Aero Spence is probably going to end up vacating his titles or, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you um like uh, do you think like in a, like like um Arrow Spence is gonna move up or do you think he's gonna make one final you know title you know defense and then move up to 154?
1: Well, I heard that there was a rematch clause situation, so I am going to imagine that if he might have to fight Terence Crawford again, or we might get a trilogy. But if the fight is made, Terence Crawford will be his final opponent at 147. I strongly, I don't, and and honestly, there's no incentive to stay stick around at 147 because he's getting he's getting dangerous around this bitch, and he's getting old, and he's talking, and he's bitching about making weight. So I strongly believe that Terence Crawford will be his final fight at 147 if that fight gets made.
0: Yeah, like I um, I think like honestly, like part of me wants to believe that Spence and Crawford is nearing but if that fight doesn't get made for whatever reason that may happen out of the speculation uh i would like to see errol spence make one final you know title of defense between either keith thurman or maybe jaron ennis and then just you know go ahead and go you know right up to 154 and just get undisputed there if crawford's not going to comply
1: no well, nah keith thurman don't deserve shit. Uh... I rather him I rather him smoke Virgil while um while Terrence Proper deals with Boots. Oh yeah, Virgil Ortiz, yeah,
0: that's like an easy victory.
1: not think easy, but I think they'll it done.
0: I mean, like, you know, it'll be like a brutal beatdown.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean it'll I mean it's, it's not an easy fight for Spence. Spence is gonna get hurt, but I think he'll beat up Virgil. And then Terrence Proper, we'll see how he does with John Ennis.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't know how the WBO is gonna you know respond with that because like you know isn't Duran Ennis, like number two or number one.
1: Well, he's number two, but it's the same thing they just did with Sean Porter. Virgil Ortiz was the number one for the WBO. They mandated Sean Porter because Virgil Ortiz was acting like a little bitch. So if Virgil Ortiz if Virgil Ortiz goes to fight Spence, then the only other person available for Crawford is Boots.
0: Yep.
1: And, and like I said, Thurman don't deserve shit. He, he needs to, Thurman should fight Stan Jonas or some shit and, and, and prove that he's still worth the damn. Because Thurman, he fucking got married and took two years off. And now he's talking about, oh, I deserve a shot. Like, shut the fuck up, Thurman. You don't deserve shit.
0: Yeah, it's been like seven months since Keith Thurman fought. That's just, man, that's so sad, man. Like, Keith Thurman is like literally sitting on. It's like literally sitting on the shelf for nothing.
1: Yeah, Thurman Thurman was supposed to come back and sacrifice himself to Boots, but instead he chose to fight fucking somebody that a featherweight knocked out. Like I ain't trying to I ain't trying to hear shit from Thurman. He don't deserve no fucking three billion vacation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at this point, man, like after Arrow Spence and Crawford situations over, like the welterweight division's probably going to be eaten up by Geron, Geron Ennis, and then I'll probably throw in maybe, possibly Virgil Ortiz, but I don't think so. But I'll probably say maybe Stannyonis, and then maybe Rashidi Ellis. He might he might be up there, but I mean 147 is pretty like, you know of like it's like you know at a stalemate right now until it gets hot again
1: well it's all a matter of if the right fights are being made like Virgil ortiz has already made it very clear that he doesn't want to fight drama so that fight probably won't get made uh but yeah no everybody else is, is good to go if, if rashidi can make weight his last fight was at like 159 or some crazy shit. so i don't know if rashidi could actually make 147. but yeah thurman thurman bitch ass is over there we got um, you know, we got Crowley. We got I mean, you know we have Ellis if he can make Wade, Um, we have uh, you know Brian we Norman Deirdre. maybe. Yeah, we got Brian Norman. We got Ugas. We got Castillo Clayton, and also some of these bitch dudes from 140 that ain't doing shit to come up and get some. Like you know Tepimo Lopez mine as well. Uh, I Matias, mean, Matias, if he gets bored down there he can come up. But Ti Rock like yeah bacteria made of yeah all these dudes that are clearly huge and not getting any chances at 140 bring bring your ass up some and also <laughs> and also there's one dude that, and then butai is still up there so he's also a threat um but um but also the guy who beat Butayev, but is a steroid cheat is alexander Vespiedi. and people are not talking about him but he's a top 10 for the wbc and you know he's i mean he's a steroid chief but he's undefeated he's a very good fighter so he's somebody that people shouldn't be sleeping on because he beat be who um what's the fighter's
0: name
1: alexander besputin. oh yeah, yeah 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 alexander besputin yeah he was, he, was, he, was, he was on top rank and they were trying to make him into a lomachenko they were like oh this is this is this is the guy this is our lomachenko and then he kind of fell off after the steroid situation
0: yeah best view, and he's a bum <laughs> this food is not a bum yeah but i mean like after you get caught cheating it's like that doesn't make you look any better
1: oh no he is a steroid chief but he's an excellent fighter and he's, he's currently like, oh oh yeah number. yeah so he
0: got he got skills but he just want to beat dudes up by cheating
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely like 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 for example best food will get in here and like he'll probably he, could, well, he already beat blue but he popped steroids like shit he'll give Virgil a tough ass fight to be honest
0: yeah I think I think he would give us you know us Dan Onis a very tough fight too
1: No, uh, nah I think fans could take fans too big I mean, he would just fight him the same way he fought
0: yeah I mean he hasn't been really active lately he's been
1: very quiet right yeah he hasn't been able to get any real fights and uh, that's tragic. His management needs to step the shit up because he's was, he was a tough ass dude. He's been back fighting in Russia ever since he popped dirty for fucking steroids, and he's had he had one fight last year in March. So I don't know. Oh just, yeah, yeah, that was back
0: in March of last year.
1: Yeah, he's fourteen and zero, and yeah, he used to make some moves because he's fucking thirty-one years old and ain't fought shit. But but
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure.
1: When you fall, breathe, back, which,
0: which, yeah. yeah, I mean, like we'll find out. Um, I was gonna probably ask like one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, um, what's the whole, you know, deal with uh, the David Benavidez situation of him and Canelo Alvarez, where Canelo says, uh, you know, he doesn't want to fight no more Mexicans.
1: I mean, there's not a situation to even discuss. Canelo Alvarez has made it clear that there are certain people he is not going to fight. And I think the sooner we accept that, the sooner we can just move the fuck on and, and stop talking about it. Because he's not going to fight David Benavidez. He's not going to fight Charlo. He's not going to fight David Murrow Jr. He is not going to fight Betterbeard. Like, he's not going to fight these fucking people. I don't even think he's going to rematch Bivel because what will be different? What, what, what would be different? He would get his ass whooped the same way he got his ass whooped the first time. Like, there's just, like, Canelo Alvarez is coming to terms with his skill level. And that's just the reality of the situation. He's going through the same thing AJ was going through. And the rest of his career is going to have to be carefully managed or he's going to get beat the hell up. Yeah, so, I agree, man. Yeah, uh, so to me, David Benavidez is, has no situation. And to be quite honest, when, when Andred and Charlo couldn't get any fights, everybody told them to move up. Why is David Benavidez's fat ass not getting the same treatment? Move your fat ass up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's sitting over there fucking crying without a belt. Stop acting like a bitch and move up and wait.
0: Yeah, just move up to one seventy five.
1: Yeah, but he but but much like uh what's his name? Fundor. He's afraid of getting his ass beat.
0: Yeah, I was also going to ask about one seventy five. What was the whole deal with uh, Joshua Bowazi being pulled out of the IBF eliminator with uh, Jean Pascal?
1: Boazzi wasn't pulled. He didn't want to fight Pascal because he saw what I saw. <laughs> so he,
0: he, he, oh he, 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 man! Oh man! That's a duck.
1: Yeah, he ducked Pascal. He didn't.
0: Oh my contract. god! Wow.
1: But here, here, here's, here's what I think is really going on. So, uh, yeah, here, here's what I think is really going on. So, I was on Twitter, and I was watching the exchanges between Eddie Hearn and, uh, and what's his name, fucking Ludabella. They said that Boazzi didn't return a signed contract because uh, Pascal wasn't, like, registered for Vada or some stupid shit. Okay. Ludabella debunks that by showing an email that shows that Pascal's whereabouts are been registered with for so it's all good. And then, the same afternoon, we see an update that none other than Callum Smith has sent Boatsy a contract. And I'm like, oh, shit. I think Hearn is trying to set Boatsy up to get sacrificed to Callum Smith. Because at 175, Callum Smith looks like a fucking knockout machine. And I think that he wants to get him a good win. So either they can make uh, Callum Smith versus Canelo. Or, or Callum Smith versus versus somebody else's. Callum Smith was supposed to fight better be or some shit. So I think they're trying to get him a good win so then they can maybe have like a Canelo versus Callum Smith 2 situation at 175 since he, since Canelo's not going to fight fucking Bibble and he's not going to fight uh, better Biff. I think that's what they're trying to do. So he can go from like Ryder maybe and Smith as his next two for the contract or fucking Smith, Ryder, whatever. But I think they're going to do that.
0: Man, Canelo just pisses me off with just all these low-level opponents, and it's just like, you get paid all this money, but let that be like Devin Haney, Deontay Wilder doing that. They'll be saying, oh, man, like, why are these black fighters getting paid like $45, $50 million a fight, you know, just fighting low-level opponents like that? And it's like, there's like no backlash. Like, it doesn't make any damn sense because it's like, Canelo knows he gets his ass beat up from all the black talent from 147 all the way up to 175, hands down.
1: Shit, not only that, but he can't can't seem to fuck with these Russians either. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, like fucking, I mean, Triple G is Kazakh, but yeah, like, these Eastern European Central Asians, you can't really fuck with them either, so. Yeah, like you're you're running out of Western European dudes, so I feel like I feel like Hern is trying to set Bolatti up to get him sacrificed because countless Smith, I'm not gonna lie, he looked good. He looked good at 175, at 168, he was fighting like a little bitch, but but now at 175 he's fucking knocking dudes with one punch. So I'm like, oh shit, Bolatti. And keep in mind, Bolatti looked like shit his last fight. Bolatti looked like shit. His last fight was Craig Richards. He looked like shit. <laughs> so I'm like, man. So I'm, just,
0: I'm like, yeah. Man, so I um, I guess that the final thing is, um, for you know, you know, for the Shakur Stevenson card, uh, do you do you see, um, do you see Keyshawn Davis, you know, having having a good performance, or, you know, how do you how do you think this fight's gonna play out?
1: I'm actually, I'm actually looking up the card right now because it's tomorrow, right?
0: Yeah, there's, like, a lot of good talent on the card.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, I got to make sure I get my food and shit early. So I can just be you got
0: sick. Floyd, Cashflow, Diaz. You got Keyshawn Davis. You got the rematch between Jalen Phillips and and Antoine Cobb, uh, to which I don't think he's that good. I think Antoine Cobb's is just garbage.
1: I don't think Cobb is garbage, but, you know, I mean, he's only had two fights, so we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, who the fuck were you? Oh yeah, Keyshawn is fighting. He was 25 and 5. 25 and yeah, 5. I knockouts. a knockout. Okay, it's not terrible, but, like, these dudes, they're all picks like he's only mostly fought in Mexico, so, I mean, if they're fighting shit. So, yeah, I mean, I expect you to look good, because that's why they bring these dudes in. Nobody-ass dudes fought nobody, so I expect them to look good. Jaheim Tucker by eleven and two. Okay, i good. Uh, Yeah,
0: Jahai Tucker. Yeah, um, Henry, um, Henry Lebron. He's going up against Andy Vences. I think I think that's going to be a very good fight. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was good. I like I like Henry Lebron. They got Bruce. They got Shushu going up against whoever that is.
0: Yeah, he's going up against that uh, that um, Chilean dude.
1: Jose Argel. Yeah, But I like Floyd Diaz. Floyd Diaz has legitimate talent. I like to watch him fight. He's very entertaining. He's very good. He struggled with last time brown I think that might have just been happenstance. But, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I do expect support Sha- uh, I do expect Keyshawn to have an excellent performance because that's this person hasn't done anything special. They seem to have a lot of punching power, but so does Keyshawn, so I expect him to handle it like he's supposed to handle. It. It's a sixth fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to watching this card. Um I think I think it starts at like what, ten uh, um ten o'clock Eastern Standard. Damn, what's that?
1: supposed ten o'clock at night?
0: yeah i mean i mean if it's going to start at 10 then uh, that's going to be a pretty you know um, pretty late card but i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it starts at like seven or, or eight o'clock but i'm not too sure with, like you know what time does the actual undercard
1: begin yeah well yeah make sure i got some wine But yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I expect trying to do well, and I, and I expect Shakur to do well. And it, and, uh, and I'm telling you, if, if if something crazy happens, and maybe like a law or, or a majority, or a split decision, or some shit like that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking shit. I'm gonna be talking. I'm gonna be talking shit because I, I try to tell people, people like, oh, Shakur's the next dude, the next man. Okay, cool. Based off what? Yeah. <laughs> Based off what? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, but I think that's about it. Uh, do you, do you have anything you know, like have you know, to say, or
1: no, I don't know. I mean, you know, thanks for having me on, and uh, you know, talk to you next time,
0: yes, sir. Uh, can't, uh, can't wait for this weekend. Um, you know, that we got a uh, um. I believe Joe Joyce and uh who Joseph Parker, right? And oh
1: um, shit, that is this Saturday, huh? Yeah, I got Joe Joyce knocking Parker smooth the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, like Amanda Serrano, she's a co-main event. I know that she's unifying with um that Danish lady Sarah oh. Mafu. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. Was... Yeah, I didn't know that was all on the same day. Okay. Uh, say again. I said I didn't know I didn't know that was all on the same day. That's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. She um she'll be she'll be the co-man event. That's awesome. Yeah, hopefully hopefully she beats her. Yeah. But um I appreciate the chop session and uh until next time.
1: Absolutely, you have a good one.
0: Yes sir, appreciate you man. All right. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Uh, appreciate, like, you know, Mr. Uh, Dehai for hopping on to the panel and just uh, chopping it up on some good boxing. And uh, yeah, man, that's about it. I'll see you guys soon. And um, I'm gonna head over to Ricky's channel, and I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Bye.